This is Dribbles and Chips. What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Dribbles and Chips. Now I know I haven't spoken to you guys in a while and I just wanted to end the year with one more episode to wrap it up for 2020. I'm your host, Rahama Wazo, and for this episode, we'll look at some of the highlights of 2020 and the biggest stories that made headlines in the world of sports and tech. Now, without taking much time, let's dive into them. Now, sports this year has gone through quite a roller coaster of a ride, I'd say. From having planned events taking place to cancellation of events and close downs of arenas and stadiums all around. We even had the postponement of the 2020 Olympic Games due to the pandemic. So, I'd focus this particular session today towards looking at how this changed over the course of the year and what kept us busy be entertained in terms of sports and the first thing was we had quite a number of sports documentaries that came out and i'll highlight two of the best i'd say one of them being the last dance documentary about michael jordan's NBA career, rather later stages of his NBA career towards his sixth and seventh championship with the Chicago Bulls. And this just provided an in-depth analysis and look at Michael Jordan as a person and how he viewed the sports of basketball and how he played. Now, yeah, there were mixed reviews about his approach and how the documentary was even set up. But I won't get into that, but I'd say this particular documentary kept us entertained in the early parts of the year, especially when lockdown was actually kicking in globally. And it was a good thing to have such insights and look into the sport. Now, the second documentary was the All or Nothing documentary by Amazon Prime for Tottenham Hotspur. Now, this was also a very good documentary, in my opinion, in terms of how it was looking into the lives of Tottenham Hotspur players and how they went about the second half of the season when it resumed under locked stadiums and uh, with no fans and how they were fighting for or playing their games. Um, yeah, there were no challenges towards titles for the team, but it, it provided an insight towards how football teams operate and how coaching uh, goes along and how teammates have disagreements and fights during games, after games, or even in training, and how they resolve such issues to become professionals and perform on the big stage. So this was also a good entertainment factor when sports was not there, to say the least. 
Now, the second highlight or the second story that I saw was how sports resumed during the lockdown period and how different organizations tried to keep COVID-19 infection rates at a minimum for their professionals and at least to get some sports life back into the year. And I'd say the best implementation was done by the NBA and WNBA in how they set up their biohazard bubbles for the teams to actually play and compete. This was professionally done in secure locations and even had a 100% succession rate where none of the camps reported a single COVID-19 case during that period of time, even after allowing one family member or several family members to join the teams in the camps that they had built. So the organization and implementation of this particular bubbles was with challenges, especially the expenses and how to maintain them and handle them. But it provided a means of having sports back to our screens and having ways to actually get entertained by sports again, which was actually fun and well implemented. And you can imagine even the arenas had implemented or placed up large screens to allow fans and spectators to join in virtually. And for the NBA, this was through Microsoft Teams, but it gave a sense of it being a lively arena again and putting spectators into the mix and into the participation of the games, which was well orchestrated and done. Now, on other sports, for example, football, fans were not allowed back into the stadiums once games resumed and these were and these games resumed in very restrictive ways where there was minimal contact by the teams as the teams tried to isolate themselves and create their own individual bubbles for example like in the premier league or in european leagues some european leagues didn't even resume and just terminated their seasons halfway now it was expected that this would have gone across different leagues but several leagues the premier league bundesliga champions league more or less resumed it was to culminate the season and teams had to put themselves into individual bubbles prior to matches and actually getting tested every other day just to ensure that they're safe and also provide safety to the other teams and members that they might come across. But this was also well done and we had a complete 2019-2020 season by, I think, August, end of August this year. And that was well executed as well. We hoped to see more of that and actually with the new season, much of that has actually been retained. Though right now there's a surge of COVID-19 cases and no one knows how that's going to go with matches getting postponed. But that was a big story for 2020 as well. The third 
element, third highlight for this would be some surprising shifts and wins across different sports. Now, one I'll pick out in Formula One. We had several drivers getting their first career wins, some getting their first career podiums, and just propelling the sport into a different element with different prospects and different, let's say, car manufacturers putting in the effort to challenge for the Constructors' Championship. So in this case, we had Pierre Gasly and Sergio Perez getting their first career wins, with Pierre doing so at the Italian Grand Prix and Sergio Perez doing it at the Sahir Grand Prix in Bahrain. Esteban Ocon got his first career podium at the same Grand Prix, which is at the Sakir Grand Prix in Bahrain. And this just gave the sport different touch and some unpredictability. Well, not so much towards who won the championship, which was Lewis Hamilton with his seventh title, and Mercedes taking their seventh Constructors' Championship, consecutive Constructors' Championship, if I may add. But the different wins and podium places that different drivers had over the year gave it a sense of unpredictability and hope for better challenges towards the next season, which is coming up in 2021. Now, another huge upset was in the Champions League, where Barcelona faced their biggest and heaviest defeat after an 8-2 thrashing by Bayern Munich. Now, this was at the semi-final stage of the competition and it not only showcased problems on pitch by the players not actually performing to the standard that they're used to, but also brought about different backroom disagreements between the teams, players, and the management. And it actually even led to Lionel Messi being disgruntled, told, and not seeing himself playing for the club in the future. Though this was retained for at least one more year, but his future at the club is still subject to debate. And whether we'll see him shift to a different league or a different club altogether. But this was also upsetting. And Bayern Munich went on to the finals and won it, uh, won the Champions League for the 2019-2020 season. Now, 2020 with its upsets and disappointments in terms of making it difficult with the pandemic, it will also be one of the saddest years where we lost several sports icons in different sports throughout the year and notably I'll pick three honorable mentions that we can remember that being Kobe Bryant who died in a plane accident a helicopter accident very early in the year before all the lockdowns came into place as he was traveling to a baseball camp with his daughter Gianna Bryant and several members of his Mamba team. Now, that that was a huge loss at the very beginning of the year, and 
shook the world of sport altogether with tributes being sent out from different sportsmen and women across different countries and leagues and professions as well just acknowledging the legendary status of Kobe Bryant now towards the end of the year we lost Diego Maradona in the world of football another icon and legend hall of famer if some may say Ballon d'Or and World Cup winner and in addition to that somewhere in between the year we lost Dwayne John uh, Dwayne Johnson's father Rocky Johnson who was a professional wrestler and influenced and inspired many wrestlers that we saw growing up in the WWE so the year itself has had ha- or has cast its shadow in terms of the people and the sports icons it's taken from us and there are many more who've gone before us and their legacies are retained and stories about them will be told across generations to come and i'll just pay a tribute to all of them as we end the year another big another big so this is like the fifth biggest highlight and stories of the year is how sports was used as an activism tool throughout the year so as at the start of the year we had the killing of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor from a few years ago and sports became a huge tool for communicating and acknowledging the black lives matter movement throughout this particular period of time as sportsmen and women in different ways use their platform to talk about police brutality and civic rights and even election rights during while they were on the court on the pitch or even outside of it while talking to the press and you see different sports personalities like Lewis Hamilton, LeBron James, Naomi Osaka using their platforms to talk about police brutality by even like wearing t-shirts that acknowledged the fight against racism and the fight against police brutality but also acknowledged the names of the people who were killed through this particular through police brutality itself and i feel sports was a very huge tool in terms of promoting the message and still is being used in for example the premier league who to towards the resumption of the 2019-2020 season clubs agreed to take knee at the start of every match just as a sign of solidarity towards the fight against racism and they've carried it on even into the new season the nba took a knee as well during their season and teams were wearing black lives matter t-shirts and mess- different messages throughout the jerseys to acknowledge equality the fight against racism police brutality and opportunity for all and this i felt 
was a very good usage of the platform to actually promote civil messages and uplifting positive messages for humankind. So I think this was very well done. Now, lastly, I'll have to give an honorable mention as my sixth highlight in terms of sports. And these are lockdown sports. I'll call them lockdown sports. Well, when we had nothing, we turned to YouTube and watched the Marble League. And never imagine watching marbles race through a pre, like a made out obstacle course and finding your favorites to cheer on. Like picture yourself cheering on marbles. And I'm sure some of you actually watch the league itself like I did. And it was fun in its own in its own way and in its own right. So it was a form of I'd say Olympics for marbles when we didn't even have the actual Olympics throughout the year. And that kept us entertained. Also esports, um various esports platforms in terms of racing, Formula One, football and FIFA, uh basketball throughout the two K series People kept indoors and engaged in esports, and this opened up a new horizon towards the expansion of the industry and making esports seen as a legitimate professional sport with competitions and participations across the world. And this this actually provided some level of entertainment in the sporting world and engaged everyone who at this particular time, was living and working at home. And due to the lockdowns and the pandemic, as it were. So those were my honorable highlights, I'd say, for the year 2020. I'd like to hear yours. What, what stood out for you in terms of sports throughout the year? What disappointed? What influenced or encouraged you? or even made it worthwhile to carry on through the year as you, as you watched your favorite sports. So let me know how what you think, and uh, we'll shift on to the tech side. Now, the world of tech in itself was still impacted by the pandemic with events getting shut down organ companies and organizations not having the capacity to produce their products or even market them as normally they would but also resulted to the upshift and popularity of certain services and products at the same time. So in terms of tech, we'll start off with shifting mobile phones, where right now throughout 2020, throughout 2020 in itself, we saw conversations around 5G network coming into play and even people having a misinformation that it is what was causing the coronavirus to spread but also showcasing that we are at a new era in technology 
with these advancements, even mobile phones, designs changing as we had second generation of most foldable phones that were launched last year with major improvements and upgrades coming in. However, they more or less became muffled out through the pandemic because no one was necessarily paying that much attention to them, but they still came out and are slowly changing the dynamics of how we use our mobile phones. And if you flip back towards foldables, where you'd have larger displays, larger batteries, more more processing power uh, while you're using your mobile device. So this is something that potentially would be of growth towards 2021 and later years. And it will be exciting to see how that goes. Now, the second highlight of 2020 in terms of tech was the launch of the next gen gaming consoles, which is basically the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and Series S, which are providing better platforms and better processing and gaming capabilities as compared to the previous generation. Now, these particular units or products have become very scarce throughout the year from their launch. And this is due to production challenges throughout this pandemic period and companies are trying to save on costs in terms of producing mass units and not being able to sell them. However, the level of pre-orders and anticipation that they had, Sony and Microsoft themselves had not anticipated for such a boom in this particular gaming consoles that people want them and how, how they vowed to make more towards the turn of 2021. But then there's also been a very huge slump in terms of gaming with the most anticipated game of the year becoming the most disappointing game of the year i would say and that was cyberpunk 2077 the game was first announced in 2012 and by the time trailers and video footage of gameplays were being released from 2018 the game itself was highly anticipated for and people were waiting for this new open world engagement that would have as it was publicized as to be one of the best designed games that we'll ever experience. It even won awards in 2018, different levels, yet people had not even tested it and has had just seen footage gameplay footage of different times but when it came to its launch this year it was a huge disappointment with the event being termed as disastrous the game not living up to its expectations with so many bugs and lags that disappointed the players to the point that the gaming company cd red project offered now to start having refunds to those who purchased the game because of how bad it was and how their reputation 
was slumping as their share prices were slumping and investors felt that they were being duped towards the product that was actually launched. And even Microsoft and Sony vowed to conduct refunds for those who purchased the game. So you can imagine how bad that turns out to be when you made it known that you're going to have the biggest game of the year. Wow. What a what a two-sided story towards the gaming world. Anyway, moving on. A third the third biggest story I'd say was how during the year we faced or seen different number of cyber attacks being conducted different organizations around the world. Notably at this very beginning, towards the beginning of the year, we had Twitter accounts for various famous people, politicians, entertainers, getting hacked to promote a hoax Bitcoin scam. Now, examples of Twitter accounts that got hacked were Elon Musk's, Kanye West's, Barack Obama's account as well. And these attacks were just done through coordinated social engineering attacks towards Twitter employees who had open access to some of these accounts, verified accounts. And that's how they got into them and turned them around towards promoting a Bitcoin scam. Now, secondly, a few weeks ago, rather a month, should be like November, we saw U.S. government agencies getting hacked through an IT service provider software, SolarWinds, where now numerous activities and actually information getting exposed through these hacks. And the extent to the attack themselves is unknown since the attackers were there silently observing and spying on these particular systems within the U.S. government for months before they were actually discovered and the bugs within the software being discovered and trying to rectify the damage. But we'll only know the extent of the damage probably in 2021 when full disclosure of the attacks becomes public knowledge. And these particular attacks on the U.S. government agencies was like followed up a previous attack which was on a cybersecurity company, FireEye, where its list of clientele, which included the US government and its products and tools became exposed to the internet for public use. And so this just highlights that despite the challenges or even having secure actually yeah the challenges of everyone working from home and being attached to technology raises exposures and risks towards cyber attacks and attackers became more prevalent and encouraged to pursue such targets 
because they now have a wider range of environment to work with as people have their devices even at home or even using your own personal device at home. So you're not only exposing organizations, but you can also expose individuals at different levels. So it's been quite a year for cyber attacks. And for some, we will just have to wait and see what the extent of the damage is towards 2021. And speaking of working from home, we had to make adjustments to the new world and adapt to lockdowns while still trying to ensure that our careers and professions and organizations are running. And what did we turn to? Video conferencing. More specifically, Zoom. And Zoom blew up throughout the year and became the most used and widely known video conferencing platform to the point where video conferencing has gained the name Zoom. That every single thing people want to do or chat or have video chance is turned out to become Zoom. And this was a big hit for the company and actually provided a turning point in terms of how organizations will look at teleworking solutions for themselves that their employees not necessarily have to be at the office but also can work from anywhere at any time provided they have the tools and services that give them the capability to do that. So whether it's video conferencing, whether it's having VPN access to their networks or even just utilizing the cloud infrastructure for work to be done, it's been made possible. And the possibilities are endless, I'd say, but it's only begun and shown its potential throughout this particular year. Big up to Zoom for that as it continues to soar. Now, the last big thing is the power of social media throughout this particular year. And more so towards activism and the promotion of the fight against racism and the Black Lives Matter movement. As the stories broke out on social media and got shared, for example, the killing of George Floyd and the video footage that came out of that incident got shared and triggered the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement. Social media platforms offered a global engagement and global audience for these movements and even had participants across the globe taking part in activism and even for the fight against racism and police brutality across the world. And so social media had an impact and influence throughout this year and even provided platforms for engagement and content creation such as TikTok, which also faced huge 
fight and discrepancies with the U.S. government as it was purported to be spying on U.S. citizens. But that was a whole other drama and deal that came about with that. But it also brought about the rise of TikTok and short video content creation, which is still part of social media. And in addition to this, there's been a lot of misinformation. And so tech companies are gearing themselves to become proactive towards sharing the right information. And this came about by introduction of labels towards certain topics and tweets. For example, in Twitter, right now you would see labels for different industries or even sports but also you'll see labels being tagged on tweets related to the pandemic and the COVID-19 virus or even the U.S. election in November where the U.S. president was claiming to be voter fraud but you find some of the tweets were being labeled uh, just for the user's knowledge to know how to interpret and take the message from those these from these particular tweets so there is room to improve, room for improvement for this and it just provided a platform of proactivity in different ways so activism provide provision of accurate information in these trying times and also trying to help people stay in the know of what's happening around the world. And I feel we are still going to experience the power of social media and we'll have it with us for a while. Only if we use it, I'd say, positively and proactively. And we'll reap the benefits of having social media in our lives. So that's about it from me for 2020 and the highlights and the biggest stories I've seen for the year. Now, there were plenty more to talk about, but I'd like also to hear from you on what made your 2020 tolerable and survivable in terms of sports and tech. And we can engage on my social media platform that's on Twitter and on, on Instagram. But also, I'll be putting up separate social media account for the podcast. That will be on Twitter. And I'll share the details on my personal Twitter account. And also, I'd like to thank every listener, every follower who's engaged with me throughout this period of starting this podcast. And... I hope to grow and become better into 2021, provide better stories, better engagement, and grow and utilize this platform just to share information about what goes on in our world through sports and tech, but also to provide a platform for engagement different other things 
as we grow together so i'd like to thank all the listeners thank all the followers and in addition to that wish you all happy holidays and a blessed 2021 see you then cheers